that's our job. It's our job mm-hmm. to love students right where they are with whatever they're bringing, whatever they're dealing with. And so I just, I think it's, there's just no question. We have to be, there has to be an intersection of campus ministry and mental health if we're going to care for our students the way I believe God is calling us to. another episode of the Collegiate Ministries Podcast. We are starting our True Season 2. And you can't see them right now because this is an audio podcast, but my friend Rhymes, who has uh, been a part of several of these episodes, is uh, in the background here dancing, wearing a really cool red shirt. And my friend Heather is also with us as well. I'm going to let them introduce themselves in just a second. Um, but we're starting Season 2 of Collegiate Ministries Podcast. We had um, that first season um, uh, last year that was just going through a bunch of different conversations around what it means to be in collegiate ministry in the age of COVID. Um, We had a kind of mini middle episode, uh, the last one on the Vinery, which is getting kicked off. And so now we are um, starting season two, and I'm excited about season two's emphasis. It's going to be on mental health and the intersection of campus ministry. And so, um, Ron, really quickly, if you just want to introduce yourself real quick, um, and then Heather, uh, it'd be really cool if you could introduce yourself to our audience as well. So, Rhymes, just tell us really quickly, because people already know you, but tell us a little bit about what you're doing. Thank you, Derek. Uh, excited to be back on Collegiate Ministries podcast with you, as always. Special experience and something really excited about um, but my name is Rhymes McKelvin. I'm the executive director and campus minister for Mere Christianity Forum at Furman University, which can be found at faithreasontomfoolery.org. And um, uh, also the co-creator of collegiateministries.com, resources for just, vibrant, and inclusive collegiate ministries in the 21st century. Derek has been instrumental in that work as well. Trying. Trying. And have, that work is largely supported by a generous grant from the Young Clergy Initiative of the United Methodist Church, which is helping us to develop about four or five different unique collegiate ministries. And um, also, most recently, we've created the Vinery, which is a cohort-based resource experience to support congregation-based university ministries around the United States. And our first cohort launches in January 2022, which you can see more at thevinery.org if you're curious. <laughs> but mostly, um, I'm super stoked to be here and um, appreciate this this cool opportunity to be on with Heather, who I've known for several years now and respected her and her partner, Joel's ministry at University of Florida, um, and can't wait to continue my learning from and with her in this conversation about mental health and collegiate ministry. Yeah. Heather, tell us a little bit about what you're doing. All right. Well, thank you so much for having me, Rhymes and Derek. It's great to be with you in this format. And I'm really excited about all of the conversations that lie ahead of us. Um, My name is Heather Pankos, and I am currently serving as the co-director along with my partner in ministry and in life, Joel Pankos, uh, my husband. We have been here um, just at five years in the, in the beginning now of our sixth year, um, serving the University of Florida and Santa Fe College in Gainesville. Um, prior to that, I got to um, serve for, gosh, 14 years as one of the assistant directors at the Warren Willis United Methodist Camp and Retreat Center in Leesburg, Florida, where I got to work with 
hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, probably thousands of incredible, some of the most incredible young adults um, that uh, I've ever been gifted to meet and work with. Um, so my passion, my heart is really around ministry with young adults, college-age young adults, and um, find myself centered right in the middle of a town where there are a lot of them. Um, and just excited to have this conversation. My educational background, um, prior to working at the camp, I studied um, social work. I have a master's in clinical social work and worked um, in a psychiatric setting um, and at hospice and at a counseling center for several years prior to moving into ministry at the camp. So I'm really, on my heart, um, the intersection of my passions really lie at at this point that we're um, converging on today and over the next few weeks around mental health and campus ministry and young adults. Way cool. Hey, y'all, I'm Derek, campus minister, Campus State Wesley Foundation, Jacksonville and St. Augustine, Florida, going into my 19th year. I'm in my 19th year of campus ministry, loving it. Um, it's crazy in the age of COVID, <laughs> though, let's be honest. And uh, and also poor beer part-time, research assistant at Sacred Design Lab, and, uh, and I've got a great dog named Winston and an incredible Bengal cat named Julian who's destroying my house. Um, and uh, I love that I get to do this work and be involved in the UMC and doing stuff with great friends like Heather and Rhymes, who are people that I love and excited about this next season. So let's just go right into it. What we're talking about this next season, the intersection of mental health and campus ministry. And I'll just right out the gate, Heather, I just want to ask you, yeah, I'm making an assumption here that mental health matters, mental health and wellness matters in the whole scope of campus ministry. But if that's true, why does it matter? Why does having a really like deep conversation about mental health at the intersection of campus ministry matter um, in general, but maybe even specifically as we're coming out of or still living in a pandemic? What do you think, mm -hmm. Heather? Well, that's a big question. And I, I think it, it begins and ends with the church and our mm. um, failure as a church, honestly, to um, adequately address uh, mental health um, throughout the decades. And we've just ignored it. We've buried it. We haven't talked about it. We've avoided it um, at the um, expense of many, many, many people who have needed help and have not been offered that help. We've been so worried as a church, I think about... Um, you know, our, our personal spiritual disciplines. Are we reading our Bible? Are we in a small group? Are we going to church on Sunday? How much money are we bringing in each week that we have failed to really look at humans as whole beings? Mm. Um, so first of all, I just think the church is, I mean, I'm, I'm a PK. I've grown up in the church. The church raised me. I just think we've done an abysmal job at helping to really serve and care for people, mind, body, and spirit. Um, and then in addition to this, when you think about campus ministry, college, like this is such a unique moment, such a unique intersection in life for these folks that are coming to a campus that are in that stage of life where they're actually being given the opportunity to explore who they're going to become, what they're mm -hmm. going to do, what is their vocation going to look like, how is their faith going to impact, who are they going to date, who are they not going to date, how are they going to spend their free time, what classes are they going to take, all these questions, they are, are truly being put at, at this point in their life where they're being given this authority to make such decisions that will impact the rest of their lives. They're experiencing stressors that maybe they've never experienced before, having major change in their support systems. They're away from family, potentially. Um, their friend group has changed. Mm. Um, and so what we see in, in college is that many young adults begin 
um, to experience maybe for the first time, maybe not, maybe they were experiencing it in high school or middle school, but it's really just starts to kind of become larger than they know how to handle. They begin to encounter their first experiences with depression, anxiety, addiction. Mm -hmm. Gosh, we see in the early twenties where folks, that's the prime time where folks are going to have maybe first psychotic breaks, like major, major mental health issues. Um, are happening at this season when everything is kind of converging and becoming um, just a really important intersection for them. And lastly, it's just, it's an epidemic right now. You know, we talk about the global pandemic of COVID, the global pandemic of folks dealing with addiction, anxiety, and depression, the numbers Mm. are higher than they've ever been. I read something recently that said the, um, the number of students that express, um, anxiety and the way that they express it is at the same levels of people in psycho- uh, psychiatric hospitals in the 60s. So how we are experiencing levels of anxiety in the 60s that was hospitalizing people is now the same level of anxiety that college students are expressing that they're feeling on a day-to-day basis. Oh my. Um, wow. And it's, it's just, it's an epidemic. It's everywhere. And again, back to the church, it begins and ends with the church. That's our job. It's our job mm. to love students right where they are with whatever they're bringing, whatever they're dealing with. And so I just, I think it's, there's just no question. We have to be, there has to be an intersection of campus ministry and mental health if we're going to care for our students the way I believe God is calling us to. Wow. Wow. I, I just, I mean, I, I'm in this work and 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 been thinking about mental health, but you just, Heather, just like brought the reality. I'm, and I'm a little struck by this, like the levels of uh, the, the the levels of of just uh, mental health in the '60s being equal or or similar to what we're seeing mm-hmm. right now. I'm I'm just struck by it. So I just needed a minute <laughs> to kind of take it all in. Thank you, um, Rhymes. Like. Why? Why does it matter? Why does mental health and campus ministry matter? I, I don't know how you're going to add to what Heather just set up, but I'm, I'm going to give you an opportunity at least to see see if there's anything you want to add to it. Yeah, I was I was really just listening to Heather so poignantly name those kind of different layers um, of why it matters, and and just couldn't couldn't agree with her more strongly. I'll just say that from a more brass tack standpoint, it matters because it matters to our students because it is their present reality. Greater than 60% of Furman students will access mental health resources during their undergraduate experience. So not only is a majority of students accessing mental health resources, there's no doubt that literally every other person on campus, in addition to those, I mean, and that's just who, those who reported that they did, right? I mean, so you know the number's higher. And that's just those who actually accessed mental health resources themselves. Mm-hmm. And so you know that the collateral reality is that literally everyone on a university campus is impacted and influenced and affected by mental health complexity and mental health challenges largely. Mm. And so for me, the reason it matters is it's part and parcel to the university experience and particularly the experience for students. 
Um, and whatever those students are experiencing and going through is central to our work as collegiate ministers because it's also then impacting every other member of the university community who first and foremost are there to create an educational and formational experience for college students. The other thing I'll simply say is um, it mattered to Jesus, not to, not to just go Sunday school on you because, you know, whatever. Well, come on, come on. Grew, this. grew up in, Grew up in a Baptist church, you know, before I was Methodist, so we got to go Sunday school, right? Yeah. But, but, I mean, it mattered to Jesus. I mean, he ministered to people in all of their varying states of mental health and unhealth and everything in between. Mm-hmm. And he um, was concerned about people's mental and emotional, and as Heather said, as, as whole people, uh uh, spiritual well-being. So to me, if it matters to students and to the university experience, and if it mattered to Jesus, there can be precious little other metrics that means to me it ought to matter to collegiate ministers. If you're able to do this, I think it would be really cool. Can you give us an example of a time in your ministry that prioritizing mental health alongside faith development um, made a difference? I would like to think that the way we do faith formation is shot through with elements that support mental and emotional well-being and formation too. Now, I, mm-hmm. I'm not saying we figured this all out because we certainly haven't. But for me, there's a little bit of a, a pushback in the question as if one is like doing mental health and well-being stuff and the other is doing faith formation. And so um, to, to me, I try <laughs> and take an integrated approach to that. Yeah. yeah. And, and um, I can, you know, I can, I mean, the first thing that pops to mind is I can remember a time where there was a student who lived in residential intentional Christian community of Vista house and was coming off of a pretty difficult experience with a collegiate ministry of another stripe that was a more, you know, um, a more stridently, we'll say evangelical, but it was more, I would say almost like Amway meets evangelical, mm-hmm. sort of a buy one, sell two um, kind of pathway, very regimented and, and very um, limited in its theological training and outlook. Mm-hmm. And this person just was bewildered, frankly, and so bewildered by having been so intensely formed and in, included in that ministry only to then differ theologically um, with that ministry and to really then find themselves ousted. Hmm. And, and so much so they, they were quite despairing. And um, I can remember this person 
and just sort of saying, I'm, I'm afraid to be alone in my melancholy. Mm. And it was like, you know, one of those moments, deep, serious brokenness emotionally. It was actually brought on by another um, faith-based group and, and, and the community sort of outing, ousting this person, all that kind of stuff. And, and to me, the ministries of authentic Christian hospitality overlaid with the ministry of pastoral care, overlaid with or complemented by accompanying her to, to get involved with regular um, counseling through the counseling center at, at Furman and then accompanying her in parallel with that, pro, you know, all these kinds of things. And um, it's, it's just, and then she inv- uh, got involved in one of our small groups, eventually lived in residential Christian community at Vista house. And, you know, is, is um, in ministry now. Mm-hmm. And so obviously that's a story that could be interpreted as, wow, what a great job you did. But that, that's not at all my point in telling the story. My point in telling the story is it's all of those overlapping things together, mutually working for someone's wholeness and, yeah. Healing, yeah. and healing and flourishing. It wasn't just me doing that by any stretch. And it certainly involved them doing much of their own work and discernment and growth and, and faithfulness. So, um, but to me, all of those things are very much interwoven rather yeah. than, than a, a kind of a, I don't know, maybe that wasn't. No, and that, Well, no, but I should have probably asked a different question and I'll ask this of Heather. Um, tell me, can you tell us a story of, of the integration, like the practical integration of faith development and, and understanding that mental health must be prioritized in that, that we cannot disconnect mental health mental wellness and and the tools needed to support students in that journey we can't disconnect that from faith development discipleship and all the things that come with quote unquote campus ministry sort of uh in the forefront so you got any examples heather of of that yeah well you know so i just want to just want to echo real quick what ryan said and and that we have we experienced so many students, and I'm going to say this, and this isn't the story, but I just want to echo it because I think it's really valuable. We experienced so many students who um, are the victims of spiritual trauma from mm. other campus ministries and churches who will bring them in. I love what did you say, the Amway model <laughs> will bring them in to their ministry, ask so much of them. And then when that person attempts to live into the fullness of who God's created them to be, they are not given the opportunity to do that in that campus ministry. And they are, they are ousted. That's just the exact word. I've had students who have come to me suicidal because they are losing their entire friend group, their peer support system, their spiritual connectedness to this ministry and are just lost. And I just think it should be a rule that every campus ministry, that every church should hang a sign over their front door. This is this is what we actually believe about racism. This is what we actually believe about inclusion of Come LGBTQ on. students in our ministry. This is what we're we're going to say that we love you all, but this is what's actually going to happen. Yeah, you tell us that you're gay or queer or transgender. Like this is what you'll experience, so that they can know before they even walk in the door, and they can make an educated decision to find a campus ministry where they'll be loved and cared for. Okay, I'm going to step down off my stool because I could. Get- that- that was but praise God for that. <laughs> Keep going, Heather. But that, oh yeah, yes, amen. You're real, real riled up about that. Um, several years ago in Gainesville, we were um, made aware of the fact that a person was coming to speak 
on campus, a person named Richard Spencer. And this was uh, a couple of weeks after um, the incidences at University of Virginia, um, where there were um, where there were riots and picketing and protests and, um, you know, men with tiki torches and all kinds of terrible things happening. And mm-hmm. our university um, tried to stop him from coming and then was unable to do that because of being a publicly funded state school. And so we had a situation where this person was going to be on campus speaking and it caused a lot of um, concern, worry, um, anxiety, um, Mm. and just a a lot of um, fear around what would happen, what would that be like, what would be said, who would be there. And we had several students who who really... um, came out and, and shared with us that their their faith was really rocked by the way that they saw the church kind of responding to his presence in Gainesville. And, and I, I saw that, I look back on that, especially now as real, a real moment of intersection between folks struggling with deep, deep anxiety, deep fear over their safety and well-being, um, sadness um, over the fact that he was allowed to be here. What does that mean that their university who's supposed to care for them and support them would allow someone with with such hateful speech on the campus and really questioning their faith. And what does it mean as a person of faith to stand up and speak out against someone who would come and speak so violently and so um, angrily toward people of color um, and, and it was really, I mean, for those folks in, in those days leading up to the day of, and the days leading, um, or following, it really was a moment where they were, um, forced to ask hard questions about what they believed, what they felt like their role was as a Christian and how all of this impacted their, their mental state in, the, in those days. And so it, it just, when I look back on that, I remember that as one of those moments where we really had to sit with these students. And again, I don't say this story like Ryan said to say we did a great job at it. I don't know that we did in every moment and in every situation, but we really had to sit with some students at that intersection of faith and mental health. How is this affecting you personally? What do you feel like is your responsibility here? You know, and and just walk that path with them. Um, and it wasn't the same answer for each person, right? Like some right, folks, they needed right. to be there. They needed to have a sign. They needed to be there and protest and show up personally. Others needed to stay away. There was too much trauma and fear and anxiety for them to show up in person. And that needed to be okay, right? For everyone right. to kind of move through that um, on, on their own and as they would. So that that's a, an example from several years ago that we experienced here in Gainesville. Come on, Rhymes. I see you got something you might want to add. Well, just, and you pointing to the intersection, which I think I, I answered a slightly different question or I answered it differently, but um, it really can't. So uh, Mere Christianity Forum is in large measure uh, historically a ministry that is trying desperately to bring deep, trustworthy Christian theological resources to bear on issues of culture and um coursework and relationships in students' mm-hmm. lives and trying to introduce them to the depth and breadth of their Christian tradition in hopes that they'll discern a vision and a version that they can live into with integrity. Mm-hmm. But I have found that the intersection really came into focus for me that 
if you're wanting to engage in fairly heady exploration, theological and philosophical exploration that leads to very much, you know, important ethical behavior in the way of Jesus on and off campus across these, these um, students' lives, in the classroom, on the field, in the dorm room, wherever, you know, in, in the dining hall, that to be able to get to a level of engaging around those kinds of intellectual and ethical and all those kinds of things, if you're struggling to feel like you can get through your day, mm. you don't have the capacity to engage with that. And that's no right. criticism. That's just what I experienced in working with students for whom we would be in small groups talking about Kierkegaard and, you know, mm -hmm. all these kinds of things. And, and it's sort of like, then I would meet with them for lunch or coffee or go for a jog and discover that, you know, some of the reasons they're having difficulty if they were sort of getting into the discussion or getting into the meat of things at times and the import for their own life and faith and maturation as, as would be disciples that, their mental health complexities were, were sort of leave and, and their lack of support navigating their mental health challenges um, really was what the culprit was. Not so much the mental health challenges as being alone in those struggles mm -hmm. or being isolated or, or the particular struggle being so taboo that it wasn't able to really be addressed comfortably. Yeah. yeah. I think like those that that was where the intersection of all of this really came to the fore for me in changing expectations of our of our small groups and and the content and the pace with which we can move with different people who are at different stages of their own wholeness and and mental health well-being. So that was just one other thing that kind of popped to yeah. mind. I've got all the thoughts. And I think that's why we do need to spend a great deal of time talking about the integration and intersection of faith and mental health. Um, and so what we're doing at Collegiate Ministries is partnering with uh, actually um, another project called the Wellness Project that has been generously funded by the Florida United Methodist Foundation. Um, uh, the organization that I um, lead, Campus City Wesley Foundation and Studio Wesley, we were uh, given this grant on behalf of Campus Ministries in Florida to develop uh, resources for mental health uh, for college-age young adults. And so I asked my friend Heather if she would consider joining this project um, and this partnership between the Wellness Project and Collegiate Ministries uh, in doing a podcast series. And so what we're going to do this season is have... Uh, not not as deep as we probably want to go, but definitely an overview of how mental health intersects with campus ministry, how it integrates. What do we want to know? What do we need to be thinking about? And um, Heather, you want to just say anything about sort of the episodes that may be coming in the next uh, few weeks? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think that I agree with you 100% that we could do you know, a podcast from here to eternity about mental health and probably not cover all the things. Right. Um, and so as we approach this, we really hoped for it to be um, kind of an umbrella um, overview for folks that maybe are new to the, the language and the um, terminology 
um, the definitions, kind of the basic understandings of of some mental health, um, you know, just stuff. And so yeah. we'll be talking about um, common mental disorders of college age young adults, barriers for accessing mental health, um, different types of therapy, counseling, medications, maybe alternative forms of therapy that can be helpful, addiction, mental health, family systems, um, tips for peer level support, parental support. So if you're a, a friend, a parent, a campus minister, a pastor, how do we support and come alongside folks that are um, struggling and then tools for the journey, right? How yeah. this is, you know, mental health is not something that only certain people deal with, right? We all have a brain. We all have a spirit. We all have a soul. We all um, have um, days where we struggle, days where we, um, you know, maybe feel a, a little more anxious, a little more down. We struggle to get out of bed. We, uh, you know, and everything in between, right? This isn't something that just a handful of people um, deal with. And so I think that our hope and our goal with this podcast is that all of the information presented will be helpful really to anybody that listens um, because our, um, our mental wellness matters. I, I loved how you said that rhymes. It matters um, to our students. It matters to the parents of our students. It matters to the families and the churches that sent our students to us. And it matters to God. It matters to Jesus. And, and so it should matter to us. And so I'm just really excited to be a part of the conversation. Awesome. And I'm looking forward to it, Heather. I'm really excited that you're going to be leading these conversations. I think that it's going to be awesome. One, to get just another voice in the Collegiate Ministries podcast mix, because um, you've been hearing a lot of dudes um, <laughs> for the last few episodes. So it's going to be great to get Heather in there. And and Heather is just, my experience of you is just someone who takes this, so many things so seriously, particularly mental health, um, so seriously. So I'm really excited um, that you'll be leading this conversation. And so friends, looking forward to you jumping in on the conversation, listening to these next few episodes in this season. And uh, I think you're going to enjoy it. So um, looking forward to all that's coming.